When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm sad, alone in a boggy marsh. Totally emotionless except for her heart. Mud flowed up in a lump's pajamas. She totally confused all the passing piranhas. She's up, she's up, she's in my head. Might be dead. Sure, that's completely appropriate. Welcome to the podcast. This song reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks in 1995. Pardon my French, but you're goddamn right, it did. (laughs) I love the presidents. Well. They lasted like two years, and that was it. I'm surprised they lasted that one. Well, Peaches was the next year, and then they were out. Uh, Peaches was after Lump? Yeah. No, I, I would have sworn Peaches was their mm-hmm. first number one. Lump 1995. Ba-da-da. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. What a week this is going to be. I can't wait to get to Dallas. It's going to be you'd epic. have a quiet, like, off-season, maybe. No. Yeah, Quit radio and Quit I'm like, radio, like, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna retire yeah. for the off season. Mm-hmm. Appreciate our presenting sponsor is always Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. God bless him. My main man, Chris Clover. He, he uh, you know that uh, liquor store he took us to in at M Town. He said they've doubled their bourbon section. We gotta go back. Clover told me that we gotta go back. Um, Clover knows more than just great bourbon. Like uh, our friends at Cody Road, he told me, and he—he's not kidding. They have every kind of Cody Road at in this that place. We, yeah. we, walked, we went in there that one night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. He, he showed it off. Check it out at mechdine.com. He's a man of many talents. They recently so won the NSCA, and I don't—I don't know what that stands for, but it, I'm guessing the N stands for national. It's a good, the Excellence good in Business Award for Employee Engagement. So congrats to our friends at MacDine. Check them out at MacDine.com. Uh, beautiful town of Marshalltown is where they're headquartering, but jobs all over the world. You can go to their career page. Great Iowa Staters. And we love that company. It's going to be a wild week in Dallas with the Big 12 Media Days. And I was wondering, Bloom, if they would protect the new commissioner and keep him from the media. They are not. They are bringing him out. Okay. First thing, leading off the show, Ooh. Wednesday morning, 8.30. Before the, because sometimes they trot the officiating guy out there. That's the second day. <laughs> okay, good. And that's always the but day. But he's still, he's still going to be there for my. Oh, I'm sure. So I can and, nerd out on the new rules. Yeah, and it, and I always tweet at you, oh, there's Bloom segment. <laughs> well, I'm going to sleep. And then there's always. Like a couple of analysts in the back that are like big football guys, and they're like, "That's a war on football." Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, inevitably it, a horns down question. Yeah, it's just yeah. nauseating. But your your marks getting the he's going to be in the in the firing range. First thing on Good for him Wednesday morning. Looking forward to that. And you're going? Yes, I'm. I'm heading on Tuesday afternoon. Outstanding! I can't wait. I, you know, like th- I, this is the first time Bloom that I've ever gone. This is what my seventeenth, eighteenth yeah. media day. Yeah, where I don't really care about the football stuff. I'm going for the hotel lobby. I'm going to because I know enough people now where I can, you know, nuzzle up to them and do the whole. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you yeah. want to have a beer? 
Well, because it's the every, it's, it's a who's great. who. It's a who's who. Diet. It's well, that's why you go to these things. Yeah. You don't really you learn, don't learn much much from the teams, and um, really an interesting time right now. And there's so much posturing going on all over the place. You just the the one thing, and I'll and I'll start this off is we're speculating here when when we talk about this stuff. I I, I think more people need to be open about that. Like if, if there's anyone out there who's not like in these <laughs> meetings and they're claiming that they know like in, in like fact on this stuff, I mean, that's, that's probably false. Now I'm not saying that some of their information may not be right, but sure. like there's just, there has been no decisions made by all accounts. No. Um, and my whole thing is I actually really appreciate the guys who are trying to report on this. Like I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying like, I think that the audience needs to take all of it with, hey, this is educated guessing. In most cases, purely educated speculation. Mm -hmm. There's just not a lot out there right now. So, like, I was told last week on um, Saturday, like, man, this might be one of the craziest realignment weeks of all time. Well, it didn't turn out happening because (laughs) something happened between Saturday and Monday, and that was to Pac-12 saying, hey, let's tap the brakes on this and see what our media rights would be like without you like in their weighing their options right now. And, and that totally makes sense that they would do that. But there is so much talking happening right now um, that it, it's, this is one of the craziest times I can remember in all of this stuff. So you're looking for the next chess move. Yep. And there's, there's two of the main chess moves to be made. It's somebody from the pac 12 moving somewhere else. I think the most likely option would be one of those corner four to the big 12 and or you're looking at Notre Dame either firming up with the ACC because a lot it's kind of forgotten about. It's not talked about a whole lot. In their contract, if they, if they elect to go to a conference for football, they are locked into the ACC. It is, it is in that. Now they could pay their way out of it with a substantial fee, but it's not automatic that you know, they would just go to the Big Ten. So Notre Dame has a lot of cards here. Those Pac-12 schools have the cards right now until they make a move. You don't want to do anything else. And the ACC is kind of in limbo of like, well, we would if we get Notre Dame, we're good. Because then that probably appeases Clemson and, and Florida State and North Carolina, at least for a little bit. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're just kind of in a holding pattern. And and we'll see. I think you got to come to a conclusion. I mean, I don't want to give it a timetable. It'll happen in the next, what, 24 days? They gave it a 30-day window. Yeah, I, I think the in TV the next contract. 30 days, we're going to learn some stuff. I but, I, but I, like like last year, if you think about last year's timetable, uh, Oklahoma and Texas moved, and it took two months, three months that's, that's, until the Big 12 announced their next move. That's the thing. So these big moves happen, and we all go, oh, let's go. Oh. Yeah, figure it out. Well, like, we, we don't realize the months and sometimes years that have been, like, negotiated and stuff behind the scenes that led up to that big move. So then we want like an equal reaction. Correct. Like right on right cue. Away. And, and you know, the podcast we did on that Thursday, like that's where I probably, I, you know, I, I just like our audience was like, I was expecting, oh, let's go. Let's get go aggressive. get the Arizona and, school. And they were aggressive. Yeah. Just be, they and, can't do And they anything. are, but like you can't just move conferences right. in a couple of days. And that's what, you know, probably my best source told me last week was, hey, like, you know, there's stuff that's going to happen, but it's because I asked, like, what are the chances mm-hmm. that anything goes down before media days next week? And right. I was told, like, probably not at all, because you can't just move conferences in five days. Like, it's just not because still dictated by TV. Correct. To an extent. And that's what the Pac-12 is doing right now. They're, they're, they're so what? So which I want to talk through right, this for those who haven't been because they're not like you and me who are just reading every single article. The Pac-12 kind of had a a last stand, like the last samurai this week, just trying to pull things together and say, no, 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 we're still relevant. Let's figure this out. And so a couple last-ditch efforts for them, right? So they, they, they're they trying this, I mean, alliance is the wrong word, but this potential media partnership with the ACC. I believe which it was seems called like a loose partnership. Loose partner. Nobody wants to use the word alliance anymore. <laughs> But is that that just seems like a, a just reeks of desperation to me? So, and I know all about desperation. 
I got a lot, a lot on that. Okay. A lot of thoughts on that. So okay. just feel free to interrupt me if I start to no, go. Nerd, nerd so yeah. I've been really d- diving deep into this. Inf- and, I, and I also think too, it's like, there's the one guy out West who's kind of been the lead reporter on all this. John Wilner. Kenzo- no, not Wilner. Oh, Wilner Canzano. Brooks. Canzano. Yeah. He's an Oregon guy. Yep. And I also think too, it's like when you hear us and like, you got to go, it's probably a little bit swaying towards the big 12 because yeah, that's those, where our sources are. are. Mm-hmm. This guy's sources are heavily out West with these pac 12 schools. So his stuff is going to lean that way. Yeah. They and, want it to shape yeah, their and, way. And they might to, think that way. And we just have to be honest about that. Like, Absolutely. we're going to lean Big 12. Yep. He's going to lean Pac-12, right? Yep. And he's been the one who's really been pushing this. And from what I and, – and I've been talking to industry people, not not people in the big – these are people who don't really care. They just want to make money. Got it. Right? They're in the industry. Yep. Media. From what I understand, there's two things about that that are a problem. One, there's really not a lot in it for the ACC, from what I've understood. Well, you're because right. Because – that, so like the they could theor- sell a couple more subscriptions. Yeah, the theory is that the coverage of the ACC network in, throughout the West Coast would bump up revenue because they would be getting like televisions, linear yep. TV subscribers. Be on Time Warner, they'd be on Amazon, or not which Amazon, would actually uh, be Verizon. a bigger map than what the Pac-12 network has delivered in its current Makes form. Makes sense. The problem is that's very 10, 15 that's years old. ago. That's old. Right. Right. It's not so, sustainable. And the other problem is the ACC network has been a money loser. Like they don't like the, from what I understand, like it's been a very big problem for affiliates well, to make money. They off just of. cut all of their programming. Correct. It's basically all they all they're doing now is showing games. Correct. Which means so you see like the, you're, in the, you're on your last legs. You see the problem. There. Yeah. The yeah. other problem that I've heard. From an ACC side of things, so this this doesn't. This, of course, the Pac-12 would want to look into this. The ACC is very concerned about opening up any sort of negotiations, in fear that it would give like a Clemson any sort Florida of an State, out to North get Carolina, the hell Virginia. out of there. Oh, those those big names in that conference, they want out. There's no question because they're going to fall behind, just like Oklahoma, Texas, USC, and UCLA have fallen behind. You can't be happy if you're in, in Clemson, South Carolina right now. No chance. Even Florida State. Well, Florida, yeah, all those. Even Miami. Like, yeah, you're, you know. you're, you're basically, you're putting your program back 10 years by their standards because mm-hmm. you're not you're not with and, the, the, and, the, the elites. And I would argue even more because of how dated that television contract is. Which is, it's interesting. If you think about the conversation when that thing came to be, it was 2016, and everyone praised the ACC. Oh, great, great deal. You got a Big 12, you need your own network. And now... Actually, yeah, Big the, 12's probably in better position because they have that flexibility. They only did the X amount of year contract, and they didn't sign away their second and third tier rights to this network that is going to be, you know, just not relevant in 14 years. That that was the, the big thing as far as that goes. See, the, the way I look at it, to me, this seems like the Pac-12 and the ACC, and, and this is a bad analogy, and I don't mean to like offend anybody, but it's like here we go, oh, here we go. I know it's like when 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 two when when marital spouses aren't getting along very well, and they say, you know, let's let's get a let's have a child. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, no, that, that'll, this will fix it. Yeah, no, this will fix it. Let's yeah, get let's, let's get engaged. Right, let, maybe that's the yeah. better example. Let's just get let's we hate each we other. We hate each other. Let's let's yeah. You know, let's figure this out because it's better for us long term if we have something yeah. that we can yeah, agree ties, on here. Ties, ties together. us together. And does that ever work? Usually, usually not. Usually not. So yeah. I don't, I don't I think this is kind of a let's keep. So from that standpoint, the Big Twelve because of the flexibility, I think. Still, now it it was a weird week, right? Nothing really happened in regards to the Big Twelve, but they what they do have is it does seem those in the Big Twelve are more on the same page than those other than the ACC or the Pac twelve. Here's where um I, where I think it's really interesting. So the Dennis Dodd report last night that basically, I mean, Phil Knight, Nike, they're, they're like losing their mind. Like they're out there. He's cold calling. Yeah, he's cold calling, <laughs> doing all this stuff, yeah. and I I've heard that he's. You know, pretty anti joining the Big Twelve for whatever that, unless sure. it's going to be a last case scenario, which whatever. Like, here's my thing: if if I'm Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, okay, like you know you're the last 
option for Oregon and Washington, and the second they get a call, they're blowing up your shit. Right? Like, so, like, to me... Why ride with them? Unless you have, like, a commitment from Kevin Warren... Like, get the hell out of there. I, like, that, but that again, I'm I'm biased. I'm I'm a Big Twelve guy. Sure, but what the projections on and the reporting on the Pac-12's new deal, they're not going to make more money out west. If this is simply an economics and security decision, if you're Arizona, you're going to the Big Twelve. And I, and I get, like, where fans are like, well, why hasn't it happened? And they keep putting out all these statements. They have to at this point. We've all been through yeah. this. Yeah. You, How many times have we seen an Oklahoma president be like, oh, we are committed to the you delay Conference. until you, you can't anymore. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, and now it's all out in the open because this thing got blown up. We're in a weird point right now where, you know, last year after the two schools went to the SEC, there was a lot of cold calling. Um, by the Big 12 schools Absolutely. to see where they could land. Well, they all found out they weren't going to go anywhere. So then everybody shut up for a while, right? Like, but right now we're in a point where the Pac-12 has already said, well, we're going to open up our media. So now you got all these media people talking. You've got Phil Knight cold calling, trying to get them the hell out of there. I, I, I truly believe at the end of all of this that th- there's going to be a chunk of the Pac-12 that joins the Big 12. I really, 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 truly in my heart of hearts believe that's how this ends. Yeah, and I, I agree. It's just a, a nature of who wins the PR battle. Yes. In regards to, you know, is it, is it like a merger? Is it a, hey, you're just claiming these three or four? Does And, and, and you keep Washington and Oregon out of it? Stanford and Cal out of it? I would. I think you, in my I opinion, I, I grab... Anybody who wants to be in, like, just get them. Okay, but you're going to sign a grant of rights. With yeah, us. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, great. If you can get Oregon to Washington, that's fine. But you better get them for ten years at least. Correct. You, you, I'm not. I'm not playing that game. I don't like the Andy Staples thing. Like, well, you make everybody nope. sign a grant of rights except I, Oregon. I, I'm not in. Even if that makes me per school five million dollars less a year, I'm not. I'm not doing that for the instability. It's not worth the drama. Like we've had I, enough of this. And I'm not. I'm not in the athletic department at Iowa State. But the way I look at it is give me stability over X amount million more per year, whatever that means. Because if I can project over a 12-year period, this is what I'm getting, I can plan a lot you better budget. You than, can, than yeah. if I'm going, okay, it might be this this year, but then the next year, if, if these two schools leave, I, may be, I might be down $15 million. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's my conservative nature, but I want to plan. I'm a planner. Let's figure this out. And if Colorado and Arizona want to be in, just grab them. You know, because then that destroys basically yeah. anything left of the Pac-12. And, it, and then you're really, I mean, you're, you're really telling Oregon, like, okay, are you in or Are you out? in or out? Yeah. Like, and if you're in, you're going to be a part of this, and we're not going to. Eh. So it comes I, down, it's a, it's basically like a game of chicken of between, <laughs> between the Pac-12 schools and the Big 12. And I don't think, so the other part of the game of chicken is, is there anybody in the Big 12 who'd go the other way? You know, that would go to the Pac-12, and it doesn't seem like that's the case. You haven't heard that at all. Why would you? At I don't this know. Point? I, I agree. It feels like a very irrational decision at this point. Like, let's say you're Baylor and Oklahoma State. Why? Like, why would you leave this for by all means stable place to go Compared out to the there? Other two. Where again, if the Big Ten changes its mind and calls, they're gone, and then you're in this Absolutely. again. And you're you just stuck. lost your two most and you, and viable media mm-hmm. entities. It doesn't make any sense. The Big 12 is the most stable league here. I truly, and, and truly I get, believe this. As someone who appreciates tradition, that if you've been in the Pac-12 for X number or whatever, Pac-10, like you don't want to just give up and, and let that go. But at the end of the day, it's either you go to the Big 12 or you go to the Mountain West for those programs at this point. I mean, I do think Oregon-Washington... Maybe Stanford, okay. If not the Big Ten, then maybe the ACC in some weird joint thing to save both their asses. But I heard today, and and again, this is just speculation. Do not quote me on Twitter. It's just speculation. But like, there's a real momentum that if the Big Ten would expand, it would be Notre Dame and like a Stanford. Yeah, it wouldn't even be Washington. Why why would and Washington and Oregon are almost like the same. Well, you would know more than me. I mean, Stanford, Stanford from an endowment perspective. That's the point. Is yeah. top. 
they're top 10. I mean, then they might be top six. Like they are massive. I mean, they're a massive academic institution. The Big Ten is still like, did you see the Gary Barta quote about USC and UCLA? No. It was nauseating, <laughs> really. He basically said, yeah, you know, the other thing we looked at when we were looking at USC and UCLA is we looked at their, their medical staffs, how they treat players, uh, how they, you know, their academic institutions, how their, their commuter. No rap though cases out there. <laughs> exactly. It's like tre- treating players. Really, Gary? <laughs> really? Um, but no, so yeah, I, I could see, absolutely see the Big Ten playing the high horse and, and going. Yeah, like, oh, look, we just took Stanford. Oh, we got Stanford. Look at us. You know, yeah. you guys are taking all these yeah, you got, you, low you brow. Got Utah and Arizona. Come on. No, I was thinking more of the SEC. Like, oh, oh you're taking yeah, oh, Clemson. For sure. We're oh, taking they, Stanford. And, and, right? And, like, and they they could grab Stanford, you know, just because Notre Dame has a history with Stanford and, and they can all be Yeah, it makes off. sense. Yeah. And that that's my whole thing with Oregon and Washington. Like you may not even be the next two choices. I don't know because yeah, I'm telling no, the Notre, Notre Dame is not joining the ACC. Notre Dame's going to hold out. They're going to be Notre independent. They have, they, so speaking of endowments, they're also top ten, top fifteen. They have no. The only they, they now they don't need the extra. It's crazy to say this. They do not need the extra forty million dollars a year. They just they don't. They'd rather have the. Aloof independence at Notre Dame. I would bet you too. I would bet you money that they can get that money on their own. I like mean, you're telling me that, let's say NBC picks up their first year rights, whatever. Well, yeah, keeps that deal. You're telling me that Amazon wouldn't pay to have like a Notre Good Dame point. network? No, you're on right. Prime. Like, it, of course they. As would. long as they have a seat at the playoff table, they're not going. Anywhere. You think Amazon wouldn't be like, oh, we'll drop twenty million a year to have like these Notre Dame archives? Like, of course Good they point. will. Yeah, there's, like, there's they a can lot make there. that money back. They don't have to join a con. Like I'm so sick and I'll just say it. Goddamn tired. <laughs> That's two of the oh, it's two super conferences now, and everybody else is screwed. The same people have told us for 20 years that it was four 16-team super conferences. Yeah, now it's two. And that's not happening. So it it is groupthink. It's a bunch of fat, out-of-shape sports writers. I've been there. I'm one of them. And we sit around, and we're talking to the same five people, and we start passing it. It's groupthink. Could that happen? Absolutely. But I'm telling you, everything they've been saying for 20 years is wrong. It hasn't happened. Yeah. I mean, the only way that would happen is if you, they removed all of the votes and the power or the, the, the ability for those other conferences to make a playoff. Here's what will happen. This is what will happen. They're going to put a new playoff together. Okay. And it, this is how the Big Ten and the SEC will do it if they go this route. They're not going to say, we're doing this playoff all by ourselves. Okay, because be, that would be the issue. That would, that would eliminate they're everybody not, else. They're not going to do that. Because there's lawsuits and all that Yeah, crap. that'd be game over. They're going to do a strength of schedule type thing that will all but make it impossible for a minor conference team to sneak into their playoff. And if you do, Maybe you're a, you get one. You're one a 12 team. seed. Or, right? Sure. It, th- that, that's how this will be done. They will stack the deck against these other conferences. They're not stupid enough to I say, Boise State, you can never compete for a championship again. Because they'll get sued. They won't. Yeah, I mean... Especially, and now the real key for to keep that from happening, we've got to keep ESPN from having like, complete control. You, exactly. You need, that's, that's the key. You need bidders, the, yes. the, the multimedia that at least... Throw but the, the way this is setting up, though, Bloom, like with Fox basically owning the Big Ten, that's not going to happen. So, we're still there, right? So, the, the Fox will own the Big Ten, which is actually... The, the fact that Fox and ESPN are still against each other is a good thing, I think, because you're That's still, bidding, you're still bidding on the playoff. Absolutely. Um, you still could use another somebody else bidding on these things. But are, where are we at with the, so the, the Pac-12 at some point will have to get its media rights figured out in the next six months, and the Big 12 is after that. Yeah. And so we should know, we should have clarity at least by then. Like, we're not waiting another year. No. God, no. No, we're not doing that. The I think we'll know by kickoff. Expansion wise, but I don't know like when that will be. But I'm there's just no way, like, there's there's just like I 
There's there's no way that this can be in limbo for like six months. So, so let me ask Pac-12. you this. Somebody sent me a text because they, they listened to your podcast. I think it was Thursday. And they said, Chris sounds pessimistic about where Iowa State's going to be at the end of this. I was like, no, I don't I don't think I'm he not, is. No, I, I, I actually think I feel better. No, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel better about where the Big 12 and thus Iowa State is now as compared to when the news broke uh, on that Thursday when USC and UCLA went to the... Hon- honestly, Brent, I've been steady Eddie. Like Same I thing. I have not changed my mind. I think that the Big 12 will be the be third. Okay. I think they will be... There's going to be Tier 1, which is the SEC and the Big 10. I think the Big 12 will be Tier 2. Yeah, that and, is, and, and by tiers, and, it's and, not like you can't... Yeah, no, you're, you're still around. Like, they will never... It'll never get to a point, in my opinion, where it's just those two and... Nobody else can compete. I don't think so. Because yeah. that would, I could that would be wrong. Seems, that seems very just like illegal. I pointed out. All of our colleagues were wrong about the four sixteen team super yeah. conference, and like th- that was it was groupthink. That's all that was. It was like five athletic directors who were loud and they liked to text with these guys, and then they all got together and like they just kept repeating it. This well, happens all the time well, in our world. It, it, and now I could be wrong with this opinion, but I'm telling you that's why where, where that thing came to be, and why I'm seeing it happen again right the, now. The only way that would happen is the, if both if if the whole thing blows up and these conferences don't exist. But if somebody wise told me this week, it's like, well, these commissioners are still getting paid millions of dollars to keep things intact. They're going to do everything they can do to try and keep because if the Pac-12 just goes away, George Klyakov is out three million dollars, and so is the rest of his administration. Correct. Like they will fight to the death to keep whatever they have alive. If that means if if the corner four or the corner two, whoever, like if it's Arizona and the Utah, whatever, Colorado, if they go to the Big Twelve, you know for a fact the that Klyakov and the Pac twelve is going to try and then raid the Mountain West. Like, it, yeah, you you're not going to just go away. You're going to try and stay relevant. The, the question that arises: Who determines who has who's at the hierarchy? Is it the media? Is it the TV network? It's Stuart is Mandel. It, is it Stuart? Because, <laughs> but I, you know, I th- so that's where even if as this dust settles, it's the first part of this whole thing. I think the Big Twelve will be fine in the initial wave, but you still got to represent yourself. You still got to have that PR battle of, hey, we're just as good. Specifically on the basketball side, like they need to keep beating that drum that the Big Twelve is it, um, and then football. You hope you still have you can still get a, a team or two in that expanded it, playoff. It, I'll, if I had to put my money on it right now, and then we'll move on, it'll be an 8 or a 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm, I agree with this. For the Big Ten and the SEC. Get four each? Well, no. like There's not going to be any guaranteed bids. Yeah, right. It's going to be off of like strength of schedule. Yeah, but, who, but there's a committee. Well, may, maybe not. Maybe they do away with that. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but like the they're th- going to stack the deck against oh, everybody else I, because I they, they know that if we get – for every team, we get X amount of money, and then for they're sure. going to make more we'll money make more on off. top. Yeah, I mean, it's totally. That's where that the one part that's where, where this, it was going anyway. Yeah, the one point where this could get sticky for a league like the Big Twelve is if they're all making like 120 million, and they break away and say, "Okay, we're paying the players." Yeah, now. or they get 15 extra scholarships. Correct. Yeah, that'd be a problem. That's, that's where it problem. could get weird. Yep, I agree. And that's where you could see some sort of a subdivision yep. form down yep. the road. I. Hundred percent. So that's that. Those are the two rumors that I saw this week. It's like, well, if that happens, then you're kind of up the creek here. If they start paying just out up paying players, okay. Now I'm not talking to NIL or collectives or anything, but literally like paying players because of the money they get. That blows up the whole amateur system for one. And that would be weird, like Stanford being like, "Hey, we're just gonna." We're going to uh, license out the Stanford football. Like that's weird that'd for be, these. Well, and that's why there's there's some thought like the the Stanford's and the Cal's would be like, well, then we're out. Like we're just not going to participate. Like I would see Stanford and Cal and Northwestern and maybe even Notre Dame, honestly, saying, you know what, if we're going to start paying student athletes, then we're just not going to participate. We'll just be our higher education institution. You think Notre Dame? No. Okay. They're they're. <laughs> beyond that duke yeah right? but like you're right like not virginia, duke basketball virginia like, i mean some of those that are this you know yeah like, like that's prestigious. What they do. like stanford and cal are perfect examples um 
But the the interim would be if 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 the Big Ten and the SEC said, okay, we're making enough money now, we can give. I can see that I can see the press release now. Hey, we are starting more sports, but we're also giving football fifteen more scholarships each. So they go from eighty five to a hundred, and it just makes it that much more difficult to recruit. But I I still think if that's the case. In football, only eleven players play at a time. Yeah, like right. like it's not that wouldn't be the end of the world. It's the out and out. And even if you out and out pay people, we've seen now players are smart enough. Some will always take the money, but others also see the value and opportunity of playing time and, and what so that means for if, future earnings. Yeah, like you're saying, too, if they're getting paid and stuff, do they have to sign a contract? Do they have to? Well, then like, you become then you, know, you become an employee, and it's it gets a whole really yeah. Can you transfer? Like, right, I yeah. don't know, and so that didn't like if you go down that road, you introduce a whole new set of problems. But my my whole thing is like we're getting to a point with the money the ACC and the Big Ten are going to be making, where it doesn't make sense. Like, and I'm listen, I am I am a capitalist. I, I'm for people making money, but if, if you're making a hundred and twenty million dollars a year from TV rights, Chris, you can't put it anywhere else. Like, where are you going to put it? Like, you can't. You you're using it for buyouts. And, and, and coaches' salaries and more facilities, which is fine. But ultimately, all that does is just make it even more uneasy for your program because you say, okay, well, now we have the money to buy out our next coach. Like, I don't think that really helps in the long run. So that's another topic. That's a stupid part about all this. I just I can't get it out of my mind. Is And this is more like for the Big Ten and the SEC but they're going to be making all this money. Yeah, and for, like, for it's, what? It's not like ticket prices are going to go down. No. Like they're still going to ask even, you, for, and they can't even use it on the player. <laughs> yeah, they can't pay the players. They're not going to ask. They're not going to quit asking you for donations. Your parking's I, still so, going to, like a hot dog, still going to cost ten dollars. Like it's it, so stupid. And so I get they don't want to like be left behind, but at some point it's like, well, I, where, where is it all going to go? It's going to like buyouts and crap. It's going like, to buyouts, wasted and money. It's it in it, but so you're right. And so, but that what that does is it just increases the pressure on the coaches. Hey, <laughs> it's just like a, it's a vicious cycle. If you hate that type of pressure, <laughs> you should go to KillipperCorp.com. Our guy, Tom. Tom Killiper, good dude. Uh, the Killiper Corporation is located up in Ames, and they, like a lot of businesses right now, are looking to hire. You can go to KillipperCorp.com. They are in the flexible packaging business. It's uh, really interesting. They they make all sort like literally, like flexible packaging. If it's packaging and it's flexible, they make it, like, Plastic bags they make like the like wraps that go around like um like a bottle. So like if you buy like a bottle of like milk in the you know, the packaging that's wrapped yep. around the bottle, like they make it all. But they're uh, hiring office jobs, like on the floor. Great people. Uh you could email them at information at killipercorp.com. Uh if you go to killipercorp.com in the upper right hand corner, you literally click on career. I just did it right now. Man, they've got uh, six or seven jobs that are open right now. Check them out. And uh, Bloom and I both know them. It's a family-run, locally-owned company out of Ames. Uh, quick shout-out. The uh, city of Omaha is stepping up. Holy mackerel. I knew it. Three o'clock on Sunday, I posted the uh, event for our Cyclone Fanatic Roadshow we're titling it. We're, we are titling it the Invasion of Omaha. Absolutely, we're going to be at Lumen Beer Company downtown Omaha, and it's ten o'clock right now when we're recording this, and we only have twenty tickets left. Whoa, seriously? Yeah. So it's a smaller venue, still. So we we capped it at sixty. We've already sold forty tickets. So if you want in on this, you better get you it tomorrow. Get, you, you better do yeah. it on Monday, or it will be sold out. Uh, will McDonald, Anthony Johnson, yes, Isaiah Lee, and Tavon Kyle will be there with us. Sage Rosenfels will be in Omaha. Here's the good news: if you're in Omaha and you don't get to go because you don't get it, you can come down the next night in Clarinda, Southwest Iowa. It's about an hour and a half from Omaha to the Ice House. We're just taking the program from Omaha down to the Ice House in Clarinda. My vision for this, now that is my hometown, the vision is that all of southwest Iowa can kind of gather here. 
Now, they're doing it big. I talked to Brandon, who owns the Ice House. It's they're a pretty good-sized place, right? We're doing it outdoors. Oh, So they're okay. bringing tents. They're going to have a beer garden. Um, we're going to have, like, a whole, like, flatbed where we're going to have the program on the back of it with, like, an auctioneer thing set up. Is it's this the be biggest sick. thing to be in Clarinda since, like, uh, well, Glenn Miller, Glenn Festival. Miller Festival, I mean, probably? Glenn Miller Festival is a really big deal. Well, I, mean. I believe it. No, actually, this is a... This will be a really big deal for the no, city of Clarinda. And, like, I'm excited that uh, the boys uh, – so, first of all, the boys who are coming are really excited to come. They they think it's just great. They're excited to sign autographs and Take shake hands and do pictures and yep. all that. But they're going to – we're going to do a little program with high school kids. A couple and future like, NFL players that are coming to that. Thing. Yeah, we're going to do it and, like, talk to the kids about working hard and not doing drugs and all that stuff. Maybe we can. Do you think Will McDonald would like to tour Glenn Miller's birth home? Whew. Do you know who Glenn Miller is? I, I well, I lived down there, so I was introduced. I did not know who he was until I moved down there. I think big, big band era. Do you think in the mood? My by, grandpa loved this is guy. Is in the mood by Glenn Miller a top five song of all time? Is it? Where does it rank with Alanis? Is the question. War, war hero. Glenn Miller? So what's the, is he from Clorinda? Yeah, you're goddamn right he's from Clorinda. <laughs> what are you three. talking about? Is number he three. from Clorinda? What like you, was, but, you think we do like this whole like know, festival like, every well, year no, for so some guy in Shenandoah? Well, I'm just saying like the guy that crashed his plane up in Clear Lake. Buddy Holly? Yeah, I mean they, they have a thing for him. He's not from there. No, Glenn Miller, no, his house. You go down 16th Street, is right there. They, it's a museum now. I never went to the... Glenn Miller Festival. Take my new friend uh, Anthony Johnson to tour the Glenn Miller. <laughs> the social media content. Actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Boys will like it. Uh, Are taking you taking him, take him to the prison? <laughs> no, I'm not. Mom, you know, mom worked I know, out I know there your for, mom worked there forever. That is basically the second... Uh, the largest employer. That's the, that is the largest employer, employer in Clarinda. We don't have a lot. Get hospital. We'll get us out at the uh, Clarinda Country Club. I'm taking the boys. Uh, we're going go-karting in Omaha on Wednesday. Just don't. Tavon Kyle is. Uh, don't don't turn Will McDonald into the wall or something. All I know is that uh, Tavon, Tavon's a really neat kid getting to know these guys. Tavon's running his mouth. He thinks he's going to beat me in the uh, go-kart. Didn't you spin out Tony Stewart once? Tony Stewart spun me out. Okay. I tried to spin him out. He's a much better driver than me. That's good. And he paid me back <laughs> in the next turn. That There's I a YouTube video of man, it. Man, that's what? Two weeks away? That's coming up. Yeah, that, I can't that's wait. That's the 27th and 28th. So the people in Clarinda don't need tickets? No. So the only reason we're doing tickets it's a limited in Omaha space. is because we have a limited space and we we don't want right. to like have to turn people away. But with the $10 ticket, so I mean... $10 is all. But you get a beer and a koozie, so you oh would have spent goodness. that so anyway. So like, back. we're not making money on it. It was more of like, hey, how can we... Make sure we get an RSVP. Yes. Yep. Because we didn't want to completely have a fire... Co- so Got Lumen it. Beer Company, our guy Dan... Iowa State. Brand new. They just yeah, opened just a couple weeks ago. So this is a great thing where we can help boost his business here early on in the process and make it the Iowa State place to be. Correct. That is the that is the plan. Looking forward to can't wait. That speaking of great businesses, Gravitate Coworking. I want to give them a shout out. GravitateCoworking.com. I almost went there this week. Like the whole like like media com was just out everywhere. Do you know that? Oh no, I I I don't have that. I don't know if it was true. There was a rumor that they had like a, like a attack mm. or something like. But the whole state was down, and I almost like called Jeff and be like, "Dude, I need to get out." It was all this realignment crap was breaking. Bad, bad time. Yeah. Uh, so that gravitatecoworking.com, dot com. They've got people in all sorts of industries, tech. Um, a lot of tech people hang out at Gravitate Coworking. Entrepreneur in space. Downtown uh, East Village. Yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, check them out at GravitateCoworking.com. Uh, shout out to our Gravitate friends over in Cedar Falls. We'll be heading to Eastern Iowa for a road show coming up in uh, August. And we'll have more information. I actually went and checked out the new Mississippi River Distilling in Davenport this week. I went to a race over in Davenport and met with Ryan before beautiful location over there 
Nice. In Davenport. Really neat. We were planning out our event coming up, but we will be in LeClaire. Much bigger room in LeClaire, but that'll be on the 25th, the 24th. We will be in Jefferson, where there's a Gravitate co-working. Man, that will up. be on the 24th. Of August. Of August. Yeah, that's coming up in in August. So... Uh, good things happening, my man. Good things happening. We had a lot going on, and this is good. The fun time of year. So... You had a guy. So the the Big Twelve poll came out this week. It did. It seems. Is this really early? This seems really early. Like it's it's uh, it's July tenth. No. Am I just getting it's, old? That everything's running it's, together. It's now? really not that early. No. I okay. mean, if you think fall camp starts August second, yeah, so like we're three weeks away. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, there were some guys on so, a yeah, Kansas my, State podcast. My pal that were, Grant. Reached out to me and sent me a tweet about some, some K State guys that were they're they're running some running smack. some yaps. They were running some yaps. Okay. I would say. Well, we looked it up. We looked uh, it up. Yeah. No, we the, didn't get YouTube clicks, this, so we'll give them YouTube clicks. This is the KC Sports Network. Three guys by the name of John Kurtz, Cole Manbeck, and Derek Young. And here's what they had to say about the Big Twelve preseason poll. I, Iowa State had a wildly disappointing season last year, and then they lost. Everybody, like, how, how does that happen? They've got a pretty Homer media fan base. That guy or the Cyclone Fanatic? Pod? Yeah, your pals at Cyclone Fanatics that talk about you on their pod. I mean, it might have been them. Me. yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I guess I that was Cole Man Beck. Do you want to go? Let me start over. Let's go back because okay. we missed the whole point of them getting a first place vote. Okay, here we go. We'll listen to Cole again. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I guess I like I said can't explain that. That that makes no really earthly sense to me. But I would say if we're going to pick apart why they have they're maybe a little top heavy, right? Cooper BB is an All American. Wait a He's second, did we miss it again? Yeah, we got to go back one more time. In the preseason All Big Twelve poll, and people were wondering who it was. It was the Spanish radio announcer for the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> Uh, who is very easily heard, by the way, in the press box. When the hell is that and, supposed and to watch be? Watching game in Texas, which is very entertaining. Uh, it's got to be that, right? Like it's so. I mean, uh, I, Iowa State had a wildly disappointing season last year, and then they lost everybody. Like, how how does that happen? They've got a pretty Homer media fan base. That guy or the Cyclone Fanatic? Pod? Yeah, your pals at Cyclone Fanatics that talk about you on their pod. I mean, Cyclone Fanatic. <laughs> Or, I mean, like, that's uh, John, Derek, and Cole uh, on the Kansas City, the KC Sports Network. I ha- I did, I do have a you, vote. You do? See, I don't have a vote. You have a vote? Yes, I okay. do have a vote. Oh, good for you. And, and I will, I will. Can, we, can you tell us who you voted for? I will. I'll, I'm just, read it down for you right here. Let me pull it up. I'm, I, I sent it out to. And it's Cyclone Fanatic, pal, not Cyclone Fanatics. That's like people when they call you Brett Blum. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Here's my poll. For the rec for reference. Number one, you're looking at it right here. Yeah, I'm this looking at it. I see poll. it on your computer. I went here. Baylor. Yeah. Oklahoma, which I wasn't crazy about putting Oklahoma at two. Yeah, but they've been but, but yeah, they had the most talent. Like they have them I, in, I'm fine with that. Oklahoma State three. I had Texas four. Iowa State five. West Virginia six. Kansas State seven. TCU, Texas Tech, and Kansas. My theory was that really one through four could go anyway, but I really think like two through, I mean like eight even. Like I think Tech and Kansas are pretty in my mind clear nine ten, but like this league is going to cannibalize itself this year. This was a really hard pull to put. I, I would say to my friends at Kansas State, I don't, I don't care. Like whatever they can say, whatever they want. Um, you know what, guys? Like, if you pay attention to us, we're pretty open about what we do here. The freaking website, Cyclone Fanatic, right? <laughs> but I, but I also like. Where's like, where does the K State arrogance come from? Yeah, that's my help, thing. Help me out. That's my thing. I don't the understand. Can, like, why are these Kansas State guys they, so arrogant? When they had the whole thing about. You know, Iowa State settling for seven and six recently. It's like, well, what have, what have you guys done? Well, I'll take seven and six, man. I, like, I've been through a lot of I, bad I, seasons. Again, like, as, it's not bad. As my pal Grant pointed out, <laughs> you know, the this, this seven and six Iowa State Cyclones, by the way, won in Manhattan last year. And in the last two years, Iowa State has outscored K-State 78 to 20. <laughs> the We looked it up today when we were uh, we were drinking our high noons. A couple high noons on the in the 
the driveway. What was the stat that we we pulled? I believe it was that in in years since 1989 that Bill Snyder has not coached, which is key. Hey, props to Bill Snyder, the vampire uh, man. Vampire, like, we love that he's guy. Phenomenal. Uh, love the vampire. I believe it was K State is is seven games under 500 in the Big 12. Correct. In games coached by Ron Prince and, and Chris Kleiman. Correct. Including last and, year, they were and, under 500. And in now, the I can actually, it, I'm I'm glad these guys were yapping. But they were For, picked fifth. They were picked ahead of Iowa yeah. State. And point being, fellas, I did not vote Iowa State number one. Derek. <laughs> Maybe it was the Derek. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the thing, the, the like, weird thing with K State, I picked Baylor. Yeah, and they, sh- I actually, I like that pick. Yeah, no one thinks, but Baylor was the number one. Baylor, return, was, Baylor was my pick. They return everybody and on like, the I, offensive and line. And I'm wearing, I listen, Oklahoma State, like, because I got Spencer Sanders and all that stuff. But like, I'm weirded out by their defense. Like, can they back that up without the Knowles? You know, well, they lost a bunch on and, the defense, and then like, yeah, like Texas is weird. Like totally, they they've totally got weird. like really high end talent, but we've seen this before. I dropped Kansas State to seven only because uh, I actually think they're the most interesting team in the league this year. Yeah, they, they are interesting. The Adrian Martinez thing, like I've seen him play so much with Nebraska, and like, can he? Was he the problem or was Nebraska? I don't know. You know, yeah, and, and, and therein lies I, the, the question. I, I don't know, and I I know they've got an elite running back. Yep, um, I'm a big Deuce Vaughn guy. Uh, they are the to me. They're the wild card. I had them seventh, but I could see them at third. But I can't trust Adrian Martinez until I see yeah, it because I mean, I've seen him well, screw Thompson up. Was, Thompson was really good. Yeah, like yeah. is is Adrian Martinez like a Thompson? lot? I don't think so. And listen, you know the but Thompson was hurt a lot. The, but Uzoma's right there with McDonald is one of the best defensive ends mm-hmm. in, the, in the like I think he's really good. But the, the whole thing with K State, it's like, where does the does the arrogance come from? The nineties, okay? Because I mean, here here's a couple stats for you, Chris Williams, and you know I I, I love stats. I love your numbers. Um, so in the New Year's Six era, Iowa State has at least won a New Year's Six bowl game. Kansas State has not, and that happened in 2014. By the way, so like it's just short, like last five years type of thing. It's like. Eight years. Mm-hmm. In that same time frame, Iowa State has been ranked in the college football playoff 14 times. K-State has been ranked eight times. Mm, that's like double almost. That's almost double. And and by the way, hey, good, hey, kudos to K-State. That's eight more than Nebraska has been ranked. <laughs> so if you want to put yourself in that category. I know, I know you like their quarterbacks. But they, they, haven't, they haven't done much different than Iowa State since the late 90s. Okay, yeah. like yeah, they were great when Michael Bishop was there, and they were on yeah. the verge of playing in a S- national championship. Snyder's they were fantastic. You know, we love Snyder. Ninety seven, ninety eight. Do you remember no. when I kept picking Kansas State to win the league, and you used to get annoyed with yeah, it during and the they, and listen, years? They had Con Klein, and I know their offense court great. I used to be a Kansas State guy until Derek what, Young opened his mouth. But what is the difference? Honestly, Iowa State in the last eight years has had way more success than K State. I know that pains you guys. But it is the fact, Chris, they haven't been in the, you know, relevant for a national championship, and they can claim they were in the Colin Klein era, even though they really, you know, they, it was going to end at some point. Since 1998, do you know the number one song when they lost to Texas A&M in the Big 12 championship game, when they were finally, like, they had a chance to win a national championship? I have no idea. Do you know what the number one song was? Basically, K-State is a Celine Dion of college football. The number one song in December of 98... When K State was a factor, was Celine Dion with R. Kelly? This is it. This was the number one song. This is December of '98. You're, you're, it's Celine Dion. Like I, you and me were seventh graders, right? Like you're in Clorinda. I'm at Sacred Heart in West Des Moines, and you're doing those awkward school dances. Oh yeah, where, where you're like arms, arms the all the way yeah, apart. Yeah, this was the song. But so, like John and what are the guys' names? John and uh, uh, hold on. John were they, Kurtz. Were they born yet? Derek, in 98? Like, Derek do they, Young. Do they remember that? Cole Manbeck. Yeah. Did, I mean, do they remember? Like, 
That's 25 years ago. Isn't R. Kelly? Didn't he do the dirty stuff? To, like, well, he's, he's down. Like, he's down he's in prison, prison for life. Yeah. Right? So like, they mean, yeah. yeah, fall from grace. You know, Celine Dion. She'll pop up every once in a while in Las Vegas. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about her. Celine Dion. Quit calling her Dion. <laughs> okay, so K State. Do they think they should be picked higher? Because they beat LSU, who didn't even want to be there just, in the bowl like, game? I like, feel, what are we doing? I, like, 78 to I feel 20 like, the last two I, years. I do feel like this Derek Young, I don't know who he is. Kurtz, like, I know Kurtz is shtick. Yeah, we get, we get he's, you, John. He's, like, we I appreciate actually, you. I, yeah, I, like this, I like your grind, I like Kurtz. this John Kurtz guy. Yeah. Like, he's fun. He's a good yeah, time. these other two. This okay. Derek Young, like, comes at me like he's this, like, holier than thou, yeah. like, oh, these Cyclone fanatic losers. Yeah. Yeah, we've built up our own media company. We've been here for damn near two decades, all right? Like, we're not hacks like you think we are. Uh, and you have a vote. I bet they don't have a vote. <laughs> yeah, probably, anyway, uh, I'm not concerned about Derek's future. I'm just, Derek, just I'll buy you a beer yeah, if you're in let's, Dallas. Let's chat. Cole Manbeck. <laughs> I'll buy each of you a cold beer and invite you on the podcast. How about that? And you can discuss... I'm sure that our listeners will be Dat- tagging you. Datton wins win over K State. Here's my deal, though. Like, clearly they haven't like listened to us much because, like, am I really the type? Because he said the Cyclone Fanatic publisher. Am I really the I type? He said the podcast. No, he first said the Cyclone Fanatic's publisher. Oh, did I miss yeah. that? Okay. Well. Well, that's you. Am I really the type that would vote Iowa State, like, number one? Like, that's the (laughs) – even if I thought that, I would never do it because I don't want to be that guy. Like, I'm the total opposite of what that guy is. Sorry. (laughs) Is there anything that screams 98 more than K-State football, Celine, and R. Kelly? Uh, for for the record, I like this John Kurtz. I think that I think you no, said he's, it well. He's, I, he's, he's, yeah, he's a grinder. I, I appreciate I that. Appreciate he's that a hustler. Grind. No, I I you know listen, K State. I know they return a lot. We I should think be fascinating. We should be friends stuff. with Kansas. We, we should be. Like why, why are, are you coming after us? Yeah, like ag schools. Like go after you, Oklahoma yeah. and Texas. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Hey, or, speaking. I, of, I know we I like we recruit a lot of the same guys, but. I mean, uh, Courtney Messingham, friend of the podcast. Brace oh, Hall picked Iowa State over you guys. Then. Real quick, too. Ran over your ass. I just wanted to. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I wanted to give these guys a shout out because I've I become friends with them. The Gauchos. Oh, the tech people. I really like these yeah, guys. Tech, I like, yeah, tech. The gambling come Gauchos. Over, come, come out of the, the woodwork. I really here. like these yeah. guys. I think I'm going to participate on their Patreon just to support these guys. They're really fun. See, just that's. So that's how, like, John Kurtz, Derek Young, Cole Manbeck. Like, I don't know why we can't have a relationship like I do with the Gauchos. I really like the Gauchos. It's a good time. We have a good time by, together. By the way, last time we discussed a fan base, UCLA got an invite to the Big Ten. So good luck. Well, like like, yeah, a couple like days later. Day. Yeah. It was wild. All in good fun. Uh, shout out to uh, the Iowa Clinic for sponsoring Dallas this year. The... Big 12 uh, media day, day coverage, coverage yeah. that's coming up this week. It's going to be a wild one. So where do you, I mean, I, you think Iowa State is f- six, fifth or sixth is fine. Yeah, honestly, I got like, no beef. <laughs> anywhere from five to eight, I think is fair. I, I agree. Like, honestly, I'm like, complaining. can you find, I mean, the first place vote is kind of wild. I, I think Baylor's the, no, but I'm saying the fact that I was saying oh, got yeah. it for like, sh- what are we doing? Like, say, somebody's screwing around. Yeah, somebody's screwing around. But like my whole thing, that was my dog. Can you make much of a difference between Iowa State, West Virginia, Kansas State, TCU? Like, there's really and even even throw even tech K-State, in there, like even uh, Texas. Texas, I can make the difference that they're so Just much talent. more talented, but that doesn't mean anything. We've seen this. How many times do we have to go through this? Right. But, like, just take those four, okay? Iowa State, West Virginia, Kansas State, TCU. I would venture to guess that 80 to 90% of the voters had those four right together in, same in a different cluster. order. Like, sure. I have no idea. Well, if you look, just go look at recruiting rankings. I bet those four are right next to each other the last five years. I put West Virginia over Kansas State because I think they have an advantage at quarterback. And I put Iowa State over those two because of defense. 
because of there you go. Haycock. John Haycock. Right. That, and 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 I just know enough about Hunter Deckers where I'm confident, but I follow the team closely. So again, there there is some bias there. But no, I did not vote them number one. For reference. Now Bloom had a vote. No, I wouldn't I would I would have I would have had him I would have had him above K State. I mean, I feel like they've proven it the last couple of years, but I, and I, I don't, I don't want to mention it, but just for the record and for history's sake, Bill Snyder's last game as the K State head coach was, in fact, a blown fourth quarter seventeen point lead in Ames. Oh yeah, last that, game well, that was a great game, mm-hmm. really fun game. Thank you, Mike Rose. I bet Bill Snyder listened to a lot of Glenn Miller oh, back you eating the day. that Taco Bell, buddy? Shout out to my gal, Hope Wood. Get your estate in order, everybody. <laughs> this this podcast has gone off the rails. Oh, no, really? You gotta get Shout your out to my lady, uh, Hope Wood. HopeWoodJD.com. She's a classy gal. I'm sure she appreciates the uh, Glenn Miller oh, yeah. in the background of the no ad question. here. Uh, go to HopeWoodJD.com. On the upper right-hand corner of the page, you can schedule an appointment. You can get a will done in a day. The cardiac clones will be on the field in just a couple of uh, months. Eight weeks. Eight weeks, buddy. You could drop that at any point. Mm-hmm. You could. Oh, man. Deckers was a yard short. I'm having a heart attack. Well, it's a good thing that I've got my family's assets protected with HopeWoodJD.com. We just hope that's not against SEMO in the first game. Oh, my God. I I am so glad they're not playing Northern Iowa. By the way, like see you and Ice playing Nebraska. Yeah, I did. And good. Iowa in the next couple of years. Good for them. Do we? Do, does Iowa State play them at some point? Probably. Are they on the schedule again? I, I don't know, I don't but know. I I hate that game. I just despise it. Like it's my least for so many different reasons. At least Rima's gone. They hired a new guy this week. See that? No, who'd they get? Uh, some guy from St. Cloud State is the new voice of the Panthers. Yeah, good. You like to see those guys move up Absolutely. like that in the in the rankings. That's all. I love Rima. Rima and I had to stay away from each other on game day. Just kidding. He's a great dude. Um, okay, the last topic I had for you on today's podcast was the Milan Monchilovich basketball. Yeah, he told a reporter in Kansas City at the tournament this weekend that he is making a decision. I believe this week is when it was. He said it before Peach Jam. It looks really good for Iowa State. There's no such thing as a sure thing here, but that would be a hell of a oh hell my of goodness. A snag. Yeah. Top uh, 40 kid. Right there with Jelani Hamilton, and of course we're waiting on Omaha. Omaha! Omaha! Uh, but that is, I just wanted to put that on everybody's radar that that is coming up. Yeah. That he's a an NBA prospect. A great, no and had a great weekend in Kansas City. What Stans was down there? Yeah, Stans was down there. So He's was, gonna have a lot of content. So coming was Otzelberger. So was Jr. The whole staff. The whole staff was down yeah. there. I mean, it's full court press on everybody. Mom Silovich at this point. Yeah, and Mom Silovich and Omaha was there too. Okay, perfect. I mean, you get those three. I'm not being hyperbolic here. It's the best high school class in Iowa State history. Top. 10 to 15, right? I mean, nationally? Yeah. Yeah. Would it be 10, maybe? I, I probably, I mean, I mean, you got three you top got three 100 com- guys. Three compared to, I don't, some, you know, the rankings get weird when you start getting more than three guys. You get four or five. Sometimes it boosts it a little bit. You better get that collective moving. But three, three top 100 Jeez. guys is pretty good. You got to keep those guys. <laughs> just One a, way or another. Just a different world. It's, but, you but, know, to the like, fact that, but it's, it, the fact that in it's this, reassuring that you can still, Relationships matter. And I would point out the An fact that matters. the Campbell staff has right now the best class in school history with all of this crap is really awesome, too. Absolutely. I mean, so the the demise of Iowa State has been overstated. Iowa State's going to be okay. Now, there's some things that Iowa State can do strategically to still stay relevant, and, and that'll be a factor going forward. But... Uh, Heck of a job by both staffs in the recruiting front, and I think this will be a good week for Iowa State. I think so, too. Again, there's no sure things when it comes to this. No. But, you know, 
you know, we've been reporting to our premium staff for a while now that this looked really good, and now it makes me feel good to see a lot of national guys are tailing me. Yeah, yeah, you were which, a little above. Well, I'm not trying to. No, I know, but but it makes the benefit me feel of the premium membership when you right throw there. yourself out there, yeah. and now like some of the top guys in this are all over Iowa State on this, and it's yeah, it 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 looks really. He's really like good. a if you, again. I'm not going to you know, do crazy comparisons, but if you combine. George Niang and Dirk Nowitzki. No pressure, young man. But that's kind of his game. Like he's a big, he's a big guard forward. Can do a little bit of everything. Has the fallaway jumper. I just old school game. A lot like Celine. Just thinking about our friends at Kansas State. Do it for Michael Bishop. Darren Sproles. That one locket, brother. I don't remember what one. I dedicate this to Derek Young. The Grammatica Brothers. Hold on one second. I got to take Derek Young works for Rivals. That was really big in 98, too. <laughs> that was rude. You don't know who is the other K-State guys from like the late nineties. Oh my one, goodness! I had the one guy on my radio show that they're like Fitz. He's great. Tim Fitzgerald. Oh, the Tim? Power Cat. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Cat. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's really good. I love that guy. Oh, K-State. Derek, I'm gonna buy you a cold beer in Dallas. K-State, it's gonna be okay. At least. What they? Seventy-eight to twenty in the last, the last two years, roughly. Roughly. We're lucky that Haycock pulled out the, you know, let him score in the a few fourth times. quarter. Yeah, yeah. No, let Skyler get a couple. Otherwise, that could have really been better. And, and really, if you want to go back, the picked up flags game. Don't get me started. All right. What about the an Arrowhead when we missed oh, those my PATs? Painful. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Do it for the Grammatica brothers. Don't forget uh, if you want to go to Omaha to our party. You better sign up on Monday because this isn't lasting very much longer. Terrence uh, Newman. That's another one. I'm out. Who was the guy? Marcus Foster, and then he went and played for McDermott. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. I mean, they can't even keep uh Can we pour Nigel one out Pack? for Bruce Weber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. This is for I Bruce. I love Bruce Weber. Bruce is the bad. Uh, All right. Celine taking us out on a Sunday. Later, T. Thanks for listening, everybody.